Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, and this week's offering is a story that I've had around for a long time and always wanted to do something very different with it. It's appeared in different guises under different names. The first time it was called We Are Stardust, and then when I published it in A Day for Tigers compilation of short sort of science fiction stories, I called it We Are Golden. For the purposes of this, I'm going to change the name again, and I want to call it Whale Song. Now, when you start to play this, please don't think that it's one of these uh, Californian tracks of Whale Song, during which you're supposed to close your eyes, cross your legs, assume the lotus position and meditate, because it's not. I'm hoping that it's quite profound, and uh, that it makes you think about where we all come from and our origins, which go far, far, far deeper than most of us ever consider. Whale Song by Bill Allerton sits by the edge of a dune, digging his boots into the sand and trying for one last time to feel part of the earth, but finds himself slipping away. He lays back, relaxed, allowing the night wind to tease his hair. The air condenses cold and pale upon the silver suit that protects him but the night itself is quiet, except for a wind keening sand across the margin, rustling the drying kelp, and beneath all of that, the indecent lap of waves careless upon the shingle. He fastens the neck seal of the suit and leans forward into a sleeping wakefulness in which the waiting night pokes and prods him with its almost silences. Trying to abandon all thoughts of tomorrow, he rises to his feet. Within a hundred steps, he arrives once more at the place where the whale lies dark and fathomless across the strand. He sits down in its lee to clear his head. <laughs> a sudden swell rushes salt water into the shallow moat that is formed around it washing the sand from its silver belly. Without fear, he leans against its night-black hide and uncorks the bottle from his pocket. He puts it down beside him in the sand and listens again to the wind. From deep inside the whale there comes a dark, hollow, subcutaneous rumbling. As a gentle, supporting hand of the sea drains away, leaving it to fall into ruin. 
from its blowhole issues a fine pink mist as the ruptured lungs fight to lift and lift again. A trail of pink foam chases the drying starlight down the whale's flank to drip from the edge of a fin into the bottom. In the darkness, the man raises it to his lips. He closes his eyes to dip momentarily into sleep. Seconds later, he is awake, his mind shrieking, his baleen dry and empty of krill, his whole body racked by pain, and his lungs incandescent with agony. He screams into the night and hears it rattle and fray amongst the shingle until it is off. As the scream subsides, he feels the first touch within his mind. That touch is cold at first, then spreads like liquid fire until it occupies his whole mind as one deep, cavernous thought. The man feels his own thoughts echo and skitter like forgotten fallen leaves. He scurries them fearfully into a corner and waits. A voice explodes within him seeking him, pressing him until there is nowhere to hide. So, you are man. The voice falls silent for a moment, though the pain that surrounds it remains. I feel your mind within my own. Why do you feel so much pain? The man gathers his thoughts around him like a shield. From deep within them he waits for the sun to rise, for the pain-right nightmare to end. Within the whale beside him, a section of lung groans into ruin. The man screams again. So much pain, says the voice. Why must you dwell upon it? Slowly. The man learns to push aside his own disbelief and absorb the pain. Because I am a man, he says. It's the fire that makes us what we are. In the absence of pain, we are never sure that we are alive. But what are you? The voice is softer now. I do not have the words. Then show me, says the man. There is a gathering in his mind, as if the voice is remembering a thing of great pride. I am... And swelling the black cavern of their minds comes a sense of rushing darkness, cloaking their skins with intimate and turbulent caresses. They plunge deep, deep and deeper still, until their whole being is crushed beneath uncountable fathoms. Then a change. Comes. Their thoughts seek the brilliance of a single point of light far, far above. And now they barrel upwards through bright phosphorescence, breaking out into warm air before falling and falling and failing to reach that other star. The man finds himself shaking. His mind is filled with an aftershock of pride, frustration and fear, and the voice returns, What are you? 
it says. I am, says the man. No. Wait, I will not show you the things we have been. There is enough pain between us. Then show me what you will become. And the man fills their minds with the image of a mighty tower. It strikes free, pencilling tomorrow's sky like a silver-bellied whale. Its motors pressed down against the air, pressed down against the sea, then lift it with a gentler hand, up to a place where the stars are strewn like grains of salt. Why do you seek the stars? asks the boy. The man plucks at a loose string of thought. We are stardust. He smiles, remembering an old song. We are golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. When you were cast out, says the voice, you took our star salt with you. That's such a long time ago, says the man, I can't remember. We remember, says the voice. And the man is aware of the sea that surrounds them, not just as water, but its labyrinthine leviathan depths, but as a fluid link through every living thing it holds immersed in its cooling stream. And every living thing in that stream, remembering their memories flooding the globe, diverted here by a sunken range, enhanced there by winds and a warm gulf cold ice flow. Does nothing ever die? asks the man. There are many ways to die, says the voice. Perhaps as many as there are men. But the sea remembers everything. Watch. And in the stillness of their mind's eye, the man sees himself stumped, stunted and shapeless pushed from the sea by a desire for the stars, falling in myriad numbers before learning to stand, and each one carrying the sea in his blood, and finding that he's barely closer to the sky than he has ever been, and yet still they climb, each upon the other, until now they're on the brink, and still the salt sea is in their taste. Dear God, says the man, how dry we must seem to you, and how alone. The voice is quieter now, quizzical, hesitant. Show me that which you would call God. The man opens his mind to let the vastness of this concept flood through into the space they share, and finds nothing more than a small, unqualified belief. There is so little, he says, and yet to some it means so much. He falls into a silent contemplation of an uncomfortable, unverifiable fact. The voice waits patiently, allowing the man to reach the surface along with his thoughts. Perhaps gods are the vastness of all things, says a man. Perhaps we are wrought in their image, but cast free to become whatever we may. And in the sharing of their mind's eye, he stands naked, 
arms spread wide, spanning space across into infinity. The will beside him shudders. Then perhaps, also, there are rooms to house many gods, says the voice. Perhaps as many as there are men. There are but many beliefs, says the man. That is my belief. He speaks into the night's darkness where it clings to him, cloaking the bright reflective surface of his suit. And what is your belief? The voice returns, rushing in concert from the furthermost places of the visitable sea. We believe in the stars. We too believe in the stars, says the man. Tomorrow we reach out for them at last and hope to take them for ourselves unto eternity. Then you must be as gods, says the voice, to walk amongst the stars. Perhaps we are, says the man, but try lonely gods. When we pushed you out, says the voice, we knew what you must one day become, though we did not understand there would be such isolation. We knew that one day you would stand high enough above us to reach out and take the stars, but we never thought of the pain that would be its foundation. In our passion, we have failed you. And in return, man will give us our ultimate triumph the star. It is we who seek the stars, says the man. That is right, says the voice. It is we who seek the stars. It is time you came back to the garden. And the whale's mind shakes him and submerges him in the all-embracing sea as wave after wave casts him upon the shore. And each time the shore shapes and changes him, encapsulating salts and the essence of the water in the rich, warm blood coursing through his body. He watches it defeat the harsh dryness of the land, feels it shake a moist wind into his lungs. searches the surface of the sea and on down through coral, kelp and reef into the past where it pushed him from its womb to stand here alone and with no more than a handful of salt with which to remember. <laughs> 
his hands reach out to pluck the stars that twinkle bright and hard around him. In all our lives, he says, in all our search for a promise of what we may become, we never thought to look beneath us. He smiles then as he remembers the words of the dying whale. Then you must be as gods, it had said. Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... From Nelly. Goodbye.